Now, let's talk about pran as the force that allows these things to work together. Mm -hmm. So, please explain pran. So, prana is many times translated as breath or sometimes as vital air, sometimes as principle of life. So, let's see the first the Sanskrit word itself, how it is formed. So, prana prize the prefix and it comes from the root an, which means that gives life. So, that's how you have the word prana. So, this is the life principle. So, now one will say, well, how can prana be life principle? Because it's also a material thing. It's also actually one of the evolutes in the Sankhya principles. It's part of the matter. Because life principle is Atma. So, Atma is the one which has consciousness, Chetna in it. And then we have the whole system of Chitta and mind, this Manas and Ahankara and the Indriyas, the senses. The Jiva complex. Yeah, the Jiva. This. So, this does not have life in it. It is dead matter. So, that life comes from Atma onto this and there has to be some way how the consciousness is going to come from here to there. It's not that it just happens automatically. So that happens through the prana. And that's why prana is sometimes called as life-giving principle. So just to make sure I understand, the chetana, which is the consciousness principle built into the atma, right. for it to liven up, Yes. The complex that the jiva has consists of, you need prana. Right. So it's, it's something like this that, you know, Atma does not come in contact with anything material. Atma is not contacting chitta or ahankara or anything. Because Atma is beyond time and beyond matter. And yet, it is influencing matter because it is projecting its consciousness into it. So, this is a very mysterious thing which happens. So, to give an example that, you know, you, ha you can have a magnet, powerful magnet, and you can put it under the table. And on top of the table, you have some iron fillings. So, you move the magnet and the iron fillings will move. Or you, have, you know how the fan works. So, it's alternate current and changing the magnet poles north and south, and that's what makes the thing move. So here, the magnet actually is not coming in direct contact with the object which is it moving, but it is exercising its influence through the magnetic field. So in the same way, Atma has its consciousness and then this consciousness is spread through the prana. So that prana first brings the consciousness into chitta and then from chitta, and that's why chitta is called chitta because it is that which becomes conscious. So, once it becomes conscious, then it, it looks like it has its own life. Then it starts acting like a living principle. And that's why it can do its functions then. Otherwise, it's the same way if you have a hard disk, and if it is not put inside the computer, it's just a piece of matter. It could be as good as this chair, you know. There's no difference. But once it is there inside the computer, and it is connected to the whole thing, and then there is a battery in it, then it does its function. So, this is the principle of prana, that the atma is actually itself surrounded by the prana. And the prana is a common word for five 
pranapana, samana, vyana, udana. And through that, it is sending its consciousness to the chitta and then that chitta is giving consciousness to the further down to ahankara, manas, buddhi, indriya, etc. So this is how the whole body has consciousness in it. And then this consciousness is not just without prana. The prana is actually there at every point. So that's that's the way yoga actually energizes the body, yogic principles. And they do, okay, you do pranayama and you can cure your disease in this way. Because it is the prana which is actually carrying the functions in the body. So all actions require prana. Right. So even movement of my eyelids, it is happening because of the prana. So yeah. things that I'm not conscious of, like for example, I'm not intentionally making my heart beat. It's right. happening on its own. Right. And I'm not conscious of my food being digested. It is just happening. Prana is working there also. Yes. So prana is making things happen whether you are conscious or not. Right. Any Any activity going on in your body or because of you, uh, is prana dependent on prana? Right. Yeah, being conscious is a different thing. That is dependent on where you put your mind. On. Correct. Yeah. If you don't put your mind onto something, then your consciousness is not going to. But be even when it's your consciousness is somewhere else, yeah. prana is doing its job. Yeah. So there, these are again two very interesting things: that consciousness and to be aware of it. Right. Consciousness can be there, but you don't have awareness of it. Right. So awareness functions with the help of buddhi and mind. Right. So right. if you if you are not focusing on anything, consciousness can be there, but you are not aware of it. Right. But as far as prana is concerned, whether you are conscious or not, it's there. Right. It's, 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 uh, it's doing its job. Right. Okay. So when they give anesthesia to a particular part of your body, then you lose consciousness in that part. Because the prana is not there. Yeah. So flow of prana is stopped. So when they translate prana as breath, yeah. it is a problem? Yeah, there is a problem because prana, breath is air. Right. Yeah, but prana is not air. Hmm. So when you study Sankhya, especially from Bhagavata point of view, then it is very clearly stated there that prana, prana is actually, when you, when you see it from the evolution point of view, prana is at the very beginning, at the level of Mahatattva. There is actually another word which is called Sutra. Sutratma, hmm. like you have Mahatattva, and many people don't know about the Sutra. So Mahatattva is the intellect part and Chitta part, and then there is Sutra, which function, which is the active energy. Hmm. So in the Upanishad, they talk about the Jnana Bala Kriya, hmm. the action energy, you know, the energy to do action, energy to know things. So, an energy to will. Hmm. So, these are separate energies. Hmm. And of course, these energies, they get their awareness or consciousness through the Atma, but they are coming from the matter. Hmm. So, prana therefore is a separate type. Hmm. And uh, it is also described that the, because all these material elements, all these tattvas which come from primordial matter, they also have their deities. Like there is a Vayu Devata. And there is a devata for the manas, there is a devata for ahankara, rudra, moon. So like that there is a devata for prana and devata for vayu. Mm. They are separate. Mm. So if they were actually the same, then there, there will be only one devata for them. Right. And also, you know, you can make a, uh, you can make a machine, a robot that can have uh, breathing. 
Right. Uh, but it's not going to be doing pranaya. No. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't have the prana. Yes, it does not. It doesn't have the prana as flowing in the body. It's just a mechanical thing like the bellows. Right. You can have the bellows move. Right, right, right. So that's not life principle. Yeah. It does not have the consciousness flowing through that. Right. So, chitta has to be involved. Yes. For pran, right, uh, and and, uh, and uh, so so chetna and chitta combined through pran, right. So that's why when somebody dies, we say that his prana has left, right. right. So the mechanism is still intact for right. a while. Yes. So prana is so therefore for our life when we, for for us to subsist, what we need is replenishment of the prana into the body. So that we get through the food and through the breath. Because prana is there in the open air. It's also there in the food. So what we are trying to do when we are eating food or we are breathing is that we are actually taking prana from that. Hmm. So therefore, if you go in open space, you go near an ocean, you go on the beach or near a lake or a river, and there is more prana available there. Similarly, food which is fresh has got more prana in it. It's more life in it. Instead of if you have some frozen, you know, vegetables. Mm. So the prana is gone from that. Mm. So that's one of the reasons I think that people have this tendency to overeat these days. Mm. Because they need to get prana and food does not have that much prana. Because it is not fresh, it is all packaged. and So then to get the same amount of prana, they have to eat more. So that's a very interesting point. Uh, we need a certain amount of prana, and if we eat good sattvic fresh food, we don't need to need to eat that much quantity right. to get the prana. If we are eating wrong kind of food, bad food, then we overeat in order to satisfy the prana. Right, and you can see that suppose you are very hungry, then you sit down in an open space and you do pranayam, and you will see that your hunger will decrease hmm. because hunger basically means it's a signal to from your body that you need prana. Right. So that can be reduced even by taking prana from outside through the air. Mm. There are yogis in India, now I met somebody even in Germany, they are not eating, they are getting their energy from the sun. Mm. Because sun has a lot of prana in it. That prana is coming into the vegetation, all the life actually comes from that. So they can derive their prana without eating and they can survive by that. Hmm. So you might have heard also about Yes, yes, I've heard of Surya this. Yoga. Yes, I've heard of Surya. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's just also you know practical thing. Yes. Very good. But while electrical energy can be stored and you can transmit it on electrical lines thousand miles away. Mm -hmm. So can is there a prana battery? Yes, prana batteries are there, like the mantras. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. So, mantras are the prana batteries. So, that's why these people who had mantric power, of course, as for storing, you have to hook it onto something and then store it. So, the great people, the sadhakas, good sadhakas, they were chanting mantras so many times. So, they are charging the mantra. So, they are actually getting the energy from that. And then by that, they can cure somebody's disease. 
know, like even in India, I have seen people they chant some mantra, do some jhada. So when you do mantra chanting or you perform some agama, some ritual, uh, those are devices for generate. They are like generators of prana. Yeah, they are they are trying to infuse some prana into you. Infusing prana into you. Yeah. And because as I said that, you see how the diseases happen in the body. It can be analyzed from different levels. So in Ayurveda, it is analyzed from the level of vata, pitta, kapha. Those are more gross things. In the modern allopathy, they will see it from another point of view. Maybe some bacteria, some virus, right? So that is causing the disease. You can also see it from trigunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas. That's why in Ayurveda, one of the treatment is sattva avjaya. It's trying to purify your heart, and that will cure your disease. So sattvic people get less disease. So similarly, the diseases can also be cured by pranayama. Mm. That is one way. So one way from yogic point of seeing is that any disease, any pain or anything happens in body, it's a disturbance of prana. That's all according to their theory. So then you can cure by bringing that prana back into balance. So this is why there are so many kinds of pranayama. Yes. And some of them are diagnosed, uh, some of them are treatments right. prescribed for particular problems. Right. And then pranayama also influences the chitta. Right. So that's why people wonder that how is that by doing pranayama one can become free from karma. Mm. So now you can relate it because where is the karma in the chitta and prana can actually you know do some manipulation of that if you do proper pranayama. So then in our you know Hindu dharma you chant Gayatri then you have to do pranayama before and afterwards before you start the japa you do pranayama after you do. So these things have a very subtle effect and it's not just breathing air like right. you are doing it normally, you know, it has a specific, the way you breathe, it creates an influence on your body, on your mind, on your chitta. So, pran is involved in the chitta, in the mind, body, intellect, all, the whole complex of the jiva has pran permeating it. Right. And pran is the life. In fact, sometimes somebody whom you love, you call that person as praneshwara. Because he's the master of life, you know, life principle. So that is another way that when when you are when you are in good mood, when you are in the loving relationship, then you have more prana. Right. You feel very enthusiastic, and if you break your loving relationship, then you feel depressed because your prana is gone. You know? Right. So prana is not only from food and from air. Prana is also coming from these things. Prana actually, you can also get prana by fasting. Sometimes by overeating you can lose prana and by fasting you can get prana. So sometimes you see that you, you skip a meal and you feel more energetic. Right. So you, you are actually getting prana. So it is quite interesting that how our rishis, they understood this mechanism and they made these rules that you have to fast on Ekadasi or you do now this, you know, Shraddha's went. So these were all things how to keep healthy and lively and enthusiastic in your life and keep your chitta free from virus. Mm.